Hello everyone, this is Dr. Joe Bowles, CBP Fellows President. This is another installment of our continuing series on generating new patients. Our guest today is CBP practitioner Dr. Chad Jacobs of Knoxville, Tennessee. Dr. Jacobs is a 2003 graduate of Cleveland Chiropractic College, Kansas City. He moved to Knoxville, Tennessee in early 2004 to uh, initially work as an associate. However, 15 months ago uh, from now, December 2007, uh, Dr. Jacobs decided to leave that position as an associate to open his own clinic. Now, over the last 12 months, Dr. Jacobs has averaged over 25 new patients per month, with 90% of those coming from a method that he uses called the lunch and learn. Additionally, over the past 12 months, uh, this clinic that Dr. Jacobs started from scratch has collected in excess of $300,000. Now, today on our CBP Fellows Business Podcast, uh, he will be sharing this very low-cost method to obtain quality new patients. Now, without any further delay, let's listen on the discussion that I recently had with Dr. Chad from Knoxville, Tennessee. This podcast is brought to you by Posture Code, developers of the Posture Screen and Posture Ray software suites. For more information, browse to www.posturecode.com. Dr. Jacobs, we want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy day to uh, talk with us uh, about your methods of obtaining new patients. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the lunch and learn protocol that you've been uh, using to uh, obtain all of your new patients? Absolutely. Um, the most important thing, I think the hardest part about doing lunch and learns is actually knowing where to go set them up and getting them set up. Um, what I do is basically I choose businesses geographically. And what I mean by that is you simply take your office and you look around for whatever businesses are closest to your office, and that's where you should start. I've done this in places. I've done it at hair salons, um, a dent repair store, dentist office, mortgage, title companies. It doesn't matter. Whatever's closest, that's where you should go. Um, I've even, in my experience, the place that you think, you know, it would never work there, that's a sure thing to get two or three new patients out of. <laughs> and what I do to um, get this set up is I simply go up to the door, walk in. I never call ahead. If I call ahead, they're sure to turn you down. And I say, hey, my name's Dr. Jacobs. I'm a new chiropractor right down the street. Uh, we are introducing ourselves to everyone that works in the area, and I would like to bring in lunch for your entire staff. And I did probably 60 or 70 of these last year, and the odds of them saying no to you are about 30%. 70% think it's the greatest thing in the world. You are the nicest person in the world. You bet you can bring in lunch for us. Fantastic. Now, what uh, that just from a practical standpoint, uh, what type of lunch do you bring? I mean, how do you arrange that? How do you set it up? I mean, of course, you don't want to look cheap or anything like that. 
uh, but but then all, did, but then also you have budgetary constraints to consider. Um, how would you uh, handle that particular aspect of it? I'm sorry, what was the second part of that? Uh, how would you handle uh, that particular aspect? Uh, you know, the okay. uh, the food and the lunch uh, uh, portion of okay. the thing. What I did when I decided to start doing these lunch and learns was I went around to five or six restaurants and asked them about their box lunch programs. And every city will have 101 people that are doing these. And it's called a box lunch program? Box lunch program. Yeah. They have um, very cheap box lunches that you can buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. Or you can buy three or four at a time, or they can give for big conferences where they're feeding 200 people. I see. It usually costs somewhere between 4 50 a lunch and $7 a lunch. And what I did was I had them give me a free one, tested them out, saw who was the cheapest and who would actually bring the lunch to my office, uh-huh. and that's the one I went with. Um, I believe I spent about $5 a lunch. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're speaking... Excuse me, go ahead, Doc. So you you have them bring the, the food directly to your office, then you take it with you to whatever business rather than have them deliver it there directly? Yes, I do because it becomes too much of a headache. Um, and it's very easy for them to get in pattern of just coming by your office every day at 1130. Sure. You drop it off. I sign a few things. Um, on average, I'm speaking in front of 10 people. So it's in two bags that are easy to carry. You bring that into where you're doing the lunch and learn. And honestly, um, you're going out and selling yourself here. So your showmanship is a lot of it. And when you walk in with all these lunches, I always do the big, I'm, I'm here to feed you. And that gets them laughing. <laughs> it's a very good first impression. That, that would get my attention real quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You, people love it when you feed them. <laughs> Now, uh, I believe a minute ago you mentioned that uh, you usually have about 10 people or so at these sort of things. So, you know, you would, let's say, target a business that has, let's say, a minimum of of 10 employees, or does it really even matter, uh, you know, if you have uh, maybe just four or five employees or something like that? How? how, uh... Absolutely not, Doc. Every time that I've done a business that just has three or four employees, that's when they really start getting in depth and asking you a lot of questions during the talk. Um, it's very informal that way. Oftentimes when I'm speaking in front of two or three people, um, they will all want to come in. They will all want to set an appointment up with me. Whereas when I speak in front of 12 people, it's usually three or four of them that want to set up an appointment with me. So just financially, it's cheaper to go in and do the smaller group. You get you get more of a one-on-one, one-on-one connection with the people when it's a smaller group. Great. Now, but again, when you're deciding where to do these, do it geographically, especially for people that are working in cities. This is limitless marketing, but don't start skipping around, and uh, you'll drive yourself crazy trying to find the perfect place to go in and do it. talk. You want to do whatever the closest business is to you, and the second place you should go is the second closest business. Really? That makes it very simple to decide where to go in, where to set up these talks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned, of course, geographically. That makes absolute sense. You know, uh, you know, people will come to a doctor that's nice and convenient for them. I mean, that is absolute wisdom. Uh, 
Now, uh, <laughs> also, now, have you gone to, let's say, chain type businesses or do you go to more of the mom and pop? You were mentioning like title companies and things like that. Uh, I mean, you have a tendency to avoid, uh, uh, you know, places like, uh, uh, let's say, like Ace Hardware or, you know, some nationwide chains or things like that where they may need to get uh, uh, permission from the home office or something like that. Uh, how, do, how do you handle that? The chain businesses are very difficult to get into um, because whenever you do that, there's there's a hierarchy of people they have to go through to get permission for anyone to come in. And after three weeks of going through this hierarchy, they usually come back to me and say, no. Mm -hmm. The mom and pop store is much, much better. Now, one other thing that I have had work is in the larger offices. Um, we'll say anything over 50 people, they will have a uh, HR person. Now, obviously, getting into a group of 50 or more people you do a good lunch and learn there, and that's very lucrative for your office. So I put a little bit more time into this. What I do sure. then is I invite the HR person to come to me, come with me to a very nice restaurant. And I have a couple different restaurants in town that let me use one of their conference rooms. You go at a time where it's not very busy, no one would be in there anyway, like a Tuesday afternoon. And I do the presentation in front of an HR person and maybe a couple coworkers that they want to bring with them. Sure. And from there, if you really impress them, they'll let you set up maybe two or three talks in front of maybe two or three groups of 20 at their office. Now, I have about four businesses I'm in with doing that on an annual basis now. So next year, I won't have to start from scratch. I already know that, say, in March that I'm going to Mesa to do three different talks in front of three different groups of 30 people. Great. Now, <clears throat> uh, for those of you who don't know the slang, HR, of course, means human resources or basically the personnel department. Uh, uh, another question here, Chad, is, of course, you know, you take lunch with you, you know, when you go to these little places. Also, uh, audio-visual aids. Uh, do you take a laptop and a projector, uh, you know, all the paraphernalia, uh, things like that? You just got a, maybe a, a set of charts or something. Uh, how do you handle that particular aspect? What I do is the majority of my talk is off the um, CPP health talk, and I take a laptop with me with a projector. It all fits into a little carrying case. Um, even when bringing in the lunches, you're not bringing in that much stuff. It's very easy. When I come in, I say it's just going to take me five minutes to set this up, have it all set up, and um, within five minutes, and it's ready to go. It's a very, very impressive presentation. Mm -hmm. okay. um, one thing that I forgot to mention that I do want to um, throw in here is when you're setting up the talks, I've found that... If you come in and say, I would like to bring in lunch for you and do a 10 to 15 minute presentation and throw all that out within 10 seconds of meeting the person, that 70% approval drops down to about 30%. Really? So how, yeah. how would you, uh, let's say for instance, I'm a business owner or the HR person or something like that. What exactly would you say to me on your first contact? Um, well, it's a group of, we'll say, 10 people. I'd walk in and say, I'm Dr. Jacobs. I'm a new chiropractor right down the road. Uh, what we're doing is introducing ourselves to everyone for you. Would you mind 
we're introducing ourselves to everyone in the neighborhood. Would you mind if I bring in lunch for your entire group? Now, if they say, hey, sounds good, wonderful, let's try to set up a date. We get a date set up, and at the end of that, when the date is already set, I say, well, what I'm going to do is come in, and I'm just going to give you a little information on posture-related health. Uh, I'll just explain some things to you on how to keep from getting headaches and neck pain and back pain um, with what you're doing at work. Sure. They never turn me down then. Really? Never. Once you get that date set, you don't need to explain to them that you're bringing in a projector and a laptop, and it's going to take me 10 minutes to set everything up. You don't need to go into the details. Sure. You just need to let them know, yeah, there's going to be a very short presentation after the date's set up, and that is a very, very important thing to remember. Don't do it before. Now, you tell me you average about 25 new patients a month. Uh, approximately how many have been uh, coming directly from the Lunch and Learns? 90% of them. 90%. That's fantastic. And on an average week, I'm doing two Lunch and Learns. Now, at the start of the year, I, was, I did three months where I did a Lunch and Learn every single day, Monday through Friday. And until you get your numbers going, in my opinion, that's absolutely what you should do. That was what are you going to do at your office? <laughs> yeah, that that was when you were first in practice. When when you first, yes, when first I first in practice, until I hit a hundred visits a week, I was trying to do a lunch and learn every single day. That's great. Um, but now I try to do two lunch and learns a week in front of at least twenty people. Those two combined. Okay. Now, uh, for example, you know, once once. Uh, you know, if, if you could give us an example, uh, once you conclude, you know, the informational part, you know, of the talk, how do you go about making the close to motivate the people to make an appointment? What I do um, during the talk, I'm pointing out a lot of things, uh, short-term problems that can lead to long-term problems, such as if you're getting a lot of headache and neck pain, or getting a lot of low back pain, you can end up with more serious things such as osteoporosis or degenerative disease if the structure of your spine is in the wrong place. Now, at the conclusion of my talk, I simply say, listen, if you're having any of these problems, if you're having headaches, if you're having neck pain, low back pain, especially, you know, if you get numbness and tingling going down into your arms, if you're getting any of these symptoms, come by, we're going to shoot the x-rays, the cost is on me, it's not going to, you don't have to pay anything. If you don't want treatment and you just want to see what your x-rays look like, power to you. Yeah. You know, we do these health talks twice, two or three times a week so people can come in and see what's going on with them. I'll give you the exercises um, that will help you get better. You can do them from home. But if you want to get treatment for that, now you'll know what's going on and we can treat that excuse me, and we can treat that condition. Uh, what I did was I brought a list here. Anyone that's interested in coming by, I would like for you to just put your name on the list at a time that will work for you. My uh, secretary, my assistant will give you a call tomorrow and confirm your appointment, and we'll get things moved. Uh, another point. Do you, do you usually bring your CA with you to these things? No, I don't. Just go by and yourself. And I'm not sure if I'm going to change that this year or not, but... That might help out a little bit, having a CA there. Sure. Okay. I've tried to make this as simple as possible, though, and um, I just, I'm not sure if the CA is needed. I see. 
Okay. Uh, anything else that you'd like to add? Any uh, special uh, tips you know, for any doctor out there who hasn't been doing these, who needs more new patients and just needs a good method like this to go out and get them? Any, any additional tips? I have one big one. What's that? The first step is so difficult. The first time that I did this, I was walking out the door with this plan thinking this will never work. How in the world am I going to get new patients? Once you do the first talk, the second one is twice as easy, and once you do 10 of these, all of your nervousness is gone. You can speak in front of people. It's no problem. You just have to get through that initial 10 setup, get through those initial 10 talks, and you can bring in patients literally daily. I never worry about new patients now. Now it's just a matter of going out, setting up the talks, and going and doing it. These numbers repeat themselves. There's an average. I know if I do... X amount of talks, I'm going to get X amount of new patients. Sure. So just take that first step. The first step is unbelievably difficult to start this off, but it's a good marketing technique. It doesn't cost much money at all. Um, and now that I've done 50 of them, I absolutely love doing them. I, I love getting in front of people and speaking to them and answering their questions. It, and make all that education um, at the stupid schools. Then, like, <laughs> feel like we don't waste their time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Well, Doctor Chad, I want to thank you so much for your time uh, and uh, and this fantastic information. You know, for those of you uh, doctors out there who are wanting to generate additional new patients, uh, you really do need to take the time you know, to uh, begin working a plan just like this. Uh, Dr. Jacobs is going to be supplying us, you know, with a uh, just a brief outline of, uh, of some of the things that he mentioned here during the talk, and that will be uh, downloadable from the podcast. Obtain all CPP research from 1993 through 2007 by browsing to our web store at idealspine.biz. This tax-deductible donation will supply you with a CBP research CD with a compilation of all PDF articles. You may use these articles to educate your local medical doctors and also validate your care. For more information, browse to our web store, www.idealspine.biz. Dr. Jacobs, I want to thank you once again for taking the time to spend with us here on the CBP Business Podcast. Now, for those of you listening today, being able to generate quality new patients with a low budget while producing good clinical results and good financial results is one good feeling that I'm sure everyone listening would like to enjoy. Many times I've heard doctors at chiropractic say, if only the public knew what we did, we would have to keep our doors open 24 hours a day. Now, my response to that particular comment and type of thinking is, well, what have you done in your community to let the public know about what you do? Are you the best kept secret in town? Now, if you're not getting the new patients you want, and if you're not able to get them at will using some type of method, maybe it's time to consider implementing Dr. Jacob's Lunch and Learn procedure. Now, as we've mentioned before, nothing takes the place of action and personal initiative. You are really only limited by your own creativity 
and your willingness to work. Now, Dr. Jacob tells me that he's going to step up the pace with his lunch and learns uh, there in Knoxville uh, so that he can double his practice in 2008. Now, until next time, this has been Dr. Joe Bowles, CBP Fellows President. Have a great tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the CBP Podcast Series. My name is Dr. Joe Ferrantelli. And before I close, I just wanted to update uh, all of you that I've placed some uh, video clips on the new X-ray digitizing software known as PostureRay on the PostureCo website. You can also find those on YouTube as well. Uh, many of you have uh, these these questions about how to use the software and whether or not you have to use digital uh, systems or how to obtain the X-rays. So made a couple sample clips that will definitely answer your questions, so be sure to browse to www.postraco.com. Thanks, and see you next time.